The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Sepulchro, as they say. I was just looking over our schedule of Paracast guests over the years. And the last time we talked to Peter Robbins was 2017. Seven years ago. I've got to think, Peter that a lot has happened in seven years and that we have tons of stuff to catch up on because this is a crazy world out there especially because that was before the time that that New York Times story came out about the alleged secret Pentagon UFO investigation so maybe we can talk about that do you think suddenly all that led to UFOs and related subjects being more acceptable to the public Well, it certainly contributed to it. And for any of your listeners who are not familiar with what you're talking about, on December 17th of 2017, two separate articles appeared in the New York Times. It was a Sunday edition, and one of the articles began on the first page. Granted, it was in a very small box in the corner, but that is a front page UFO article on Sunday's New York Times which resounded in uh, the journalism world and in the world, certainly, of their readers. One was this look at this 2004 classified study request in the amount of $22 million request to Congress to look into this question of um, truly anomalous UFOs. The other was an article about two Navy airmen who had cited a craft that became known as a Tic Tac craft. Both of those pieces in that same issue, written by three distinguished journalists, um, Ralph Blumenthal, who is a reporter for The Times for over 50 years and a Pulitzer Prize winner, the great Leslie Kane, a name well-known and associated with UFO-related matters in journalism and the White House, and Helene Cooper, who really gets very little credit usually, but another fine journalist. And your question, did the publication of these articles change things? Well, it either did or it just happened at that right moment, that sort of tipping point when more than 70 years of absolute ridicule and nonsense heaped on this subject, as both of you guys know, was the rule. You know, UFO ridicule. And the idea of little green men in flying saucers, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, was literally born with the phenomena in 1947. And to a good degree has broken free since then. 
again, whether or not it was caused by the publication of this pair of articles, which it could have been, or the timing was right. And that was in the process of happening anyway and broke around that time. One way or other, things changed. Before you go on, I just want to mention to our listeners, if you look up our list of shows, we've talked to Leslie Kane on the show a number of times. Ralph Blumenthal was on also. And Helene Cooper, by the way, is the New York Times Pentagon correspondent. So sometimes you hear her on cable TV news doing analyses. So she's top-notch woman. Yes, that's the answer to your question as far as I can see. Well, certainly all this stuff has happened in the wake of that. But then there have been some curious things that maybe you want to talk about or not. Of course, we've got some new people who've gotten into the field, like Luis Elizondo, who may or may not have been the head of this project. And he says he is. Other people say he's not. Do we even want to talk about that? <laughs> it's a matter of opinion. Um, I wish Lewis well. I hope he is how he, he presents himself to be. And if there's, you know, some difference between that and the truth what else is new these things have happened since the advent of of the modern age of, of ufos so to say and there are always going to be you know as you say new people part of that change in 2017 has led as probably most of your listeners know and you guys are certainly aware of to interest in congress specifically in the house of representatives and in the various initiatives, legislation, and witnesses that have come along with that uh, effort. What's your take on this alleged whistleblower, David Grush? Mm. Um, you know, he's somebody who served in Afghanistan, and he comes forth saying that he has heard or has information about the fact that the government possesses alien bodies, perhaps, Hardware, Roswell, I don't know. What do you think? He hasn't produced any evidence, obviously. Well, no matter how good the whistleblower or the person who has come forward, you know, with government or intelligence or military service to back up their claims, nobody has physical evidence. Um, they don't let you leave with the carburetor from a UFO or a thumb from a gray. If we're going to argue that point, as far as believability, as opposed to other kind of supporting evidences and things, I actually um, take his account quite seriously. And that's not an automatic response with me. The fact that whistleblowers are now not immediately seen as crackpots or wannabes or, you know, fake Walter Mitty, James Bonds or what have you, he is probably one of who knows how many people who know the things that he knows, but have no intention of going forward in the public realm with what they know. Uh, they may, in fact, be pleased with having a career and one in part caught up in, in keeping secrets. But I think he is uh, a believable person. And I think that some of our congressional representatives certainly agree and are continuing to wrap their heads around the beginning of an understanding of not just the subject of UFOs, some of which people like us maintain our advanced technology under intelligent control from parts unknown, but how long it's been covered up and how well it's been covered up. 
it was one of my senators, um, and that's uh, Senator Schumer, who was one who tightened legislation, as I recall, because when congressional representatives started looking at the subject some years back, the point of reference was 2004. The reason for that was the story broke with this pair of articles, and they are set in 2004. And up until Schumer brought up the point, they hadn't occurred to anybody to write into the legislation that they should be looking for materials, not going back to 2004, but to 1947. So they're learning as they go as well. Now, we should mention for our listeners that Senator Chuck Schumer is the Senate Majority Leader. So when you hear things going on in Congress, he's one of the key names. There are four leaders, two in the Senate, two in the House. And this guy obviously occupies a position of importance. He leads this, of course, delegation, which can be kind of unruly. But having somebody of his posture, whether or not you you go for a Democrat or a Republican, having somebody like him do something positive towards understanding UFOs, I think it's a pretty major development because that's not something that's I do, happened. Yeah, I, I do too, Gene. I think it's um, it's as big as anything, even if it goes nowhere or takes its own time doing it, as any official development since you and I got involved in the subject when we were young. Um, the fact that well-recognized figures, elected figures within the United States government are saying what they're saying. Uh, What is the truth here? And how do we get to it? And not worrying about how um, their public interest will impact not just on their careers, but their ability to, um, you know, hold their heads high. We've got a break now, Peter. We're going to pause that refreshes and then we're back with peter robbins i'm gene he's tim you're in the paracast hey listeners i want you to have the entire paracast experience so i'd like to tell you about after the paracast After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs, like the ones that cause Lyme disease. Mice searching for food can spread bacteria that makes us sick. Mosquitoes lay eggs in standing water and can spread West Nile virus and more. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home, leaving behind allergens that can trigger asthma attacks. Common pests can threaten our health. Learn how to protect your family at PestWorld.org. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The one and only, except no substitutes, Peter Robbins is here to give us words of wisdom. It's the first time in seven years he's been on the show. And so many things have happened as he's saying, to give the subject more credibility. Like we learn that this astronomer, Dr. Avi Loeb, from Harvard, has been very positive about looking into the subject, looking at possible intelligent objects in space, not so much chasing the UFOs. And it's interesting here about Harvard, because as Peter Robbins and I know, another guy from Harvard... Donald Menzel back in the 50s and 60s was the world's most virulent skeptic. Well, he wasn't a skeptic. He was a debunker. We all have to be skeptics, and there's nothing wrong with skepticism. In fact, people like us 
above all else, need to maintain it as we move forward. Donald Menzel was a debunker, and that's all the difference in the world, as we know. A skeptic, you know, has an open mind, but um, it's, it's run by certain tolerances, which we can all respect and understand as far as what makes something believable and what constitutes truth and how it's established. Debunkers actually have the intellectual arrogance to know, for example, that people like us are wrong, that there are no such thing as truly anomalous UFOs representing advanced technology. It's all explainable in other terms, conventional terms, even if they're exotic conventional terms. And their job is to pat us on the head and explain to us with bad pseudoscience where we erred in our ways of thinking. Again, um, Bud Hopkins, who had a wonderful sense of humor, used to joke about them sometimes that here we were, he and I and, and colleagues who were doing our best to begin to understand the complexity and the dynamics of the so-called abduction experience, where they simply knew it never existed. And that anybody that thought it did was obviously the victim of some kind of complex psychological problem, maybe combined with uh, sleep paralysis and watching too many science fiction movies. And how wonderful they were and how we should, uh, you know, glorify them because they knew the truth somehow without any evidence whatsoever. That kind of intellectual arrogance we can joke about, but I find it intolerable. Well, if you say you know everything... Sometimes it means you know nothing. Yeah, and I think really what we're talking about here is fear of the unknown is a motivator. And let's say that you have advanced degrees in some scientific discipline, and um, this question is brought to you about you know visitations from off-planet. You know, in quotes, that it's silly, because if it really was true, you'd know about it, because you're a smart guy and you're connected. Plus, you've got these degrees on your wall, and they're based on a certain understanding of the universe as it is, and all of your colleagues agree that this subject is nonsense. Therefore, if it isn't, then everything that you thought you knew is now open to question, and that's not a very comfortable place. So better to just reject it. And when all else fails, you know, attack the messenger. Yeah, shoot the messenger. That's the way to make it work. I wanted to bring up something here because we've talked to you over the years about abductions. And you worked, of course, with the late Bud Hawkins. And that is, we don't hear abductions mentioned in connection with all this new Pentagon UFO stuff or even Congress. I don't recall any abduction discussion. Uh, That makes perfect sense to me. It's amazing that they're talking about anything exotic in Congress. Uh, The idea of a credible whistleblower witness coming forward, among other people, and saying, we have hardware, we have crash technology, we have bodies. This is something that has been understood uh, for decades now, but one more voice added to it. And in my thinking over the years, I don't know about you, of how before the term disclosure with a capital D became a very specific, understandable entity uh, that we discuss, um, I used to wonder how 
would all this be made public if it were ever made public in a manner that could just simply isolate the basics to begin with? World leaders, you know, uh, time some huge announcement and all go on, you know, television at the same moment around the world and tell their citizens basically we're not alone and we've known about it and, you know, we haven't told you the truth, but we're not alone and we are being visited. That is more than enough to affect the popular culture and humanity. How do you do it in a manner where you don't at the same moment, so to say, uh, say, oh, by the way, um, these beings, some of these beings um, have been involved for who knows how long in taking people. And while they have them conducting certain physical procedures on them, including taking sperm and ovum samples. And mm, there are these entities called hybrids that are part us and part them. Some of them are among us, and that's kind of awkward to admit. And, oh, yeah, missing pregnancies. Where And are you really going to try to even begin to talk about any of that in a congressional investigation where it's taken us, you know, 75-plus years to get to the point where we can even talk about the basics of a crashed UFO, which is in itself shatteringly uh, paradigm-shifting. I'm not surprised to hear these aspects of the subject not being discussed in these congressional investigations, um, Gene. And I think if they were being trotted out right now, that would be used as an excuse to just say, well, look how far out these people think this is. I'm I'm still really working hard on the idea of just visitations. And now you're telling me, and I think we lose perspective sometimes if we're too close to the worker in it too long and assume that, um, you know, other folks are up to speed as we are and ready to go uh, as far as, uh, yeah, give me that announcement now. Also, as a political correctness here, you don't want to hit people with too much too soon because it's easy then to say, oh, it's all wacky. We've got little green men, even if they are really gray or something, and that could just make the situation worse. Just an observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think, and we're going to get into a lot of this as we progress with this session, do you think all this attention now will have that ultimate response, which is, as you say, a worldwide announcement that we have this unknown craft visiting us. They do not appear to be of Earth. They appear to represent unknown technology. Because I wonder here, in our crazy political environment, if the President of the United States said, hey, we're being visited by something, some intelligent species from elsewhere, some people would say, okay, yes, sir. Others would say, he's not even President. How can he give us that kind of nonsense? But before we get into a response, Peter Robbins, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in the Pericast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the Legal Helpline right now. 800 524 3810. That's 800 524 3810. The CDC has updated its COVID guidelines. You no longer need to isolate for five days. The new guidance covers COVID and other respiratory infections. People with COVID can resume normal daily activities if they have been fever-free for 24 hours without medication or if their symptoms have been improving. Closing arguments have concluded in the Georgia hearing regarding whether Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis should be removed from Donald Trump's election interference case. The judge anticipates giving a decision within the next two weeks. Corey Myers, USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. 
Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Peter, do you think, as I said in our previous segment, that the crazy, quote, political situation right now would make an actual disclosure very difficult? I don't think it would make it any more difficult than it's going to be. But certainly in this country, people are on each other's cases to a great degree. There's a great deal of of political rancor with dislike and uh, citing your political opponent as the other, as some kind of true, deep, murderous, ideological enemy. Our attention is rationally taken up with heading toward November and seeing who's running against who for president. This takes up an awful lot of oxygen in the room, as we know. And the impact of our increasingly fractious day-to-day, you know, kind of sideshow soap opera political world and, you know, um, all the machinations and all the colorful personalities, would it take attention away from such an announcement? I guess so. Although all of a sudden, that would be the story. And I can't imagine unless it were to happen that there was some huge uncontrollable leak of credible information from a credible source or office or agency within the government or an individual, that things would not be engineered for a disclosure like that, a release of information like that, at a a crazy moment, like we're going through a long moment. But you reminded me of something, um, Gene, which was, well before I became involved in the field, um, when Richard Nixon was still president, but the Watergate hearings were looming hard and his potential for losing his office became more and more real. Years later, I remember some senior UFO people when I was starting out talking about their memories of talk that had some credibility to it that around the time that Nixon was leading up to resigning the presidency, that there was some talk, would he or wouldn't he consider making this kind of announcement of losing this material on the world at a moment where his political future was in crisis as a way of essentially setting up a scenario where, look, you know, yeah, I've got some problems here as president, but this is not the right time to change presidents. We've just all learned, because I've released the information, that we're not alone in the universe, and, uh, you know, we've got to pull our scientists together and talk to our theologians and I certainly can see that as a decision that a president might make if their back was firmly enough to the wall and they felt they had no other option to get out of a very tight spot 
but to say, okay, here's my ace in the hole. We're not alone, and I can prove it. And we've been lying about it since 1947. And yes, um, I do have some problems in office right now, but this isn't the time to change. You want to stick with me until we're to the next election and blah, blah, blah. So this is a, a very powerful political card that can be played by, well, can be another world leader, too. It doesn't have to be the American president, and it may well not be. Or the process of disclosure will actually never come to formalize itself in that manner of government officials tell the truth, as opposed to every day, like now. It'll just keep rolling along with more people developing a real interest in the subject until, I guess, that combination that we hit some kind of critical mass within our culture and within our population of individuals who are serious, who do want to take learn more about this, who do take it seriously and are willing to apply pressure to their elected officials rather than just sit on their butts and see what happens. Of course, we are in a situation where there are rogue nations out there that want to gain the upper edge. So, for example, if Putin or the leaders of Iran or China made an announcement, because I tend to think UFOs obviously are a worldwide phenomenon, this would yep. give them the excuse to get a leg up saying, well, we know the truth here, whether they do yep. or not. Yep. And um, not only do we know the truth, but we know that the big boys, you know, the Americans, the English, the French, uh, all of the so-called first world countries that they've known about it from the get go. And they have been lying to you by omission. We are telling you the truth. Therefore, we should have some more street cred on the world scene than we have right now. Sure, it could happen that way as well. The problem, obviously, is what politics can do. But then again, if a nation on planet Earth had advanced technology present, wouldn't they try to exploit it? Unless, of course, we say they may have it, but they can't figure it out. Well, that brings up a really important question. Uh, the late, great Stanton Friedman used to theorize that what it was all about for first world nations was not some, you know, wonderfully noble venture to crack this technology to make the world a better, safer, happier, more pleasant place. It's about the hardware. It's about the potential to weaponize uh, the technology and whoever can do that and crack that code and from that develop and maintain a whole new generation of advanced weaponry based on something we may not even be aware of right now, um, they win. And don't look for nobility in terms of the search for life in the universe nearly as much as the usual behavior of us human beings, um, and I will say the world of men as opposed to mankind, of clubbing each other to death over where the line is drawn in the dirt as our main preoccupation of the last number of millennia. And if you cross that line, then you're on my side of the line, and I have to kill you because, well, look, you're on my side of the line. We are not only still doing this, we're doing it with much bigger and more dangerous clubs, and here we are now 
hearing potential talk of the Russians putting some kind of nuclear presence into space, whether it's nuclear propelled or a nuclear type weapon, we do seem to be on the edge of a whole new wonderful uh, nuclear age of proliferation, which is not just insane, but the best way to make us all go bankrupt on top of the fact that we're all owned many times over by world banks anyway. Ah, yes, the global conspiracy. But you have to think here, if you or I were advanced alien beings from another world, another dimension, another time, another place in space, why would we put up with the nonsense on planet Earth? Um, I don't know how to answer that. Um, what do you mean put up with it? Well, looking at all these tribal conflicts, I would think if we're not unusual about things like that, that this is something that is a phenomenon that intelligent species from around the universe put up with. You know, they go through this period of time when they get a little bit over or with themselves and they have to kind of get straightened out again. So there's that, of course, to consider. We've got so many things to consider here. We're talking about the possibility that the answer to the UFOs may be forthcoming. We don't know if it is or not. We've got more to explore with Peter Gene. Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. 
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR. DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Of course, the other thing you mentioned earlier, Peter, was something goes back to the abduction researchers such as Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs. Whether or not E.T. is here creating a hybrid race. Now, what motive would they have to do that? <laughs> I They don't tell me. I have no idea, Gene. I only can make educated guesses like all of us. Well, I think we have to begin with the possibility that just because we overtly inhabit this particular planet called Earth doesn't mean that it is not of genuine ongoing importance to other intelligences perhaps our little speck of dust flying through the universe is halfway between here and there and there are other intelligences that come and go because it's convenient or perhaps they've had a pre-existing relationship with this planet 
paralleling ours are older than ours, or that they've always been here right beside us, or for one reason or another, this is important to them. And at the same time, through natural causes and the greatest challenge to life on this earth is this infestation of the species called human that has, by overpopulation and pollution and very poor shepherding, created a a situation where we're coming to a life and death emergency about life on this planet. Maybe this program where beings that um, are part us, part them, is an effort to create a being that can survive into the future with more viability than just a human being can. That's purely guesswork. I have no idea, but there's ample evidence to show that they're engaged in this program however it might sound to a casual listener. Tim, let's pursue this. What's your take? It always seems odd to me that, first of all, humans would be a viable source of genetic material for a a wholly unknown alien species. Uh, unless, A, they have the technology that throws all that out the window and genetic manipulation is extremely simple, or B, somehow they're related to us uh, from the far distant past. Considering that a lot of uh, sightings of uh, UFO occupants almost inevitably are described as humanoid in shape, it does seem odd that another species on another planet in another solar system would take on the same evolutionary path as humans. I There are two ways to argue that question. The way that you just did, or to say that there is something innate in the way that um, evolution happens based on a carbon-based reality that results in these basic beings with a trunk, two arms, two legs, and a head. I have no idea. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of miss the, uh, the spirit of your, your question there, Tim. Well, I suppose my question is if there is some kind of hybridization program taking place, why um, why are humans being used? And if we are being used, is it uh, uh, because we're just such a you know such a great pure sp- uh, 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 specimen of species? You know, or if we are somehow related, somehow. Wait, when you say humans being used, you mean as opposed to 
um, this particular group of other intelligences dedicating their time and energy to creating hybrids between humans and some other animal life form? Yeah, exactly. Well, I would imagine that is because humans are the only evolved sentient thinking, doing, uh, self-perceiving beings in the animal world. And it, it seems like an irony to say it, but the most complex and the most evolved of any creatures yet to uh, exist on the planet that I think we're aware of. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I suppose the other uh, part of that is, and of course, you know, Peter, this would just be pure speculation. Uh, 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 are we the are we the only species involved in such a program, or are we just part of a much larger program throughout? You know, this particular arm of the galaxy. Um, I never even really thought of that. I have no idea. Uh, purely yeah. speculation and just um, whatever your guess is, uh, is your guess. I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, but it is. I mean, from you know, your research over the years, this has been something that has been going on for generations. I mean, oh, it's, yes. not, it's not just something that's just cropped up over the last 20 years. No, no. Um, I... I, I'm just a bit thrown by you're wondering why it's if it's going on with other species. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. Uh, you know, think about it in relation to human development and human evolution and our reality on Earth here. Yeah, that's uh, well. I mean, and it's for me. It's 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 been this this overall. Um, picture that I wondered about over the years about, you know, first of all, the uh, 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 the humanoid descriptions of these these beings uh, the majority of the time, and what relation is that to us? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, uh, and, and then, of course, you bring into the idea of the hybridization uh, uh, projects, and you know, again, it just makes me wonder whether or not there isn't some kind of past. Um, oh, uh, I lost the word I was going here. Past involvement uh, uh, with uh, uh, you know these other species, wherever they come from, and uh, and us. I mean, you know, were <laughs> were we brought here to planet Earth? You know, for maybe just such a. Uh, a, a project, or you know, uh, as some of the old ancient alien writers used to talk about, you know, were other species manipulated to produce us? Sure, uh, I think that's as reasonable or unreasonable a point of view as anybody wants to take. It's certainly in the running, and more. When we talk about, you know, manipulation of DNA or creating a hybrid, this is something we human beings now do all the time with life forms as simple as plants and as complex as, you know, complex primates. Um, it's, it's technology that we have long mastered now, so one can only wonder at how advanced they are beyond 
mm-hmm. what we've mastered at this point. Also, the idea that we may have evolved very much a product of both natural evolution and genetic manipulation. Uh, you know, come back every 50 or 100,000 years and make this adjustment to um, this gene chain or something or study this and see how this could be uh, assisted or I have no idea what I'm talking about here in terms that <laughs> I have no way to think what they're thinking, but everything is open to possibility that's already built on, you know, known science, no question about that, perhaps where somebody's graduate experiment gone horribly wrong and they've been sent back to, you know, with their research team to uh, correct the problem and get a better grade. Of course, what do you do with us in the meantime? Do they come back to fix things? <laughs> Peter Robbins, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, and so much more to deal with. You're in the Pericast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. I need a copy of my tax return. How do I get one? If you don't have a copy of your original tax return, you can get a transcript of your tax return for free from the IRS. A transcript shows most line items from your return, which is usually all you need. You can order a transcript of any return filed within the past three years, including Forms 1040, 1040A, and 1040EZ. All you need to do is go to irs.gov transcript to order your transcript today. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, of course, when you talk about the possibility that we are here because of them, 
That goes back to the ancient astronaut theories, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's your and take? On ancient astronaut theories? Yep. Um, sure. Um, once again, as viable as anything, that uh, visitations in the past um, that may have been observed in prehistoric times or biblical times were noted in the oral tradition um, and became parts of the mythologies that perhaps parts of certain religions are based on or philosophical beliefs, or that, again, evolution actually happened in the process as exploring extraterrestrials came here, saw a relatively advanced life form that they felt um, could be improved, something, again, that we do regularly, if not improved, changed in some way that serves us with life forms on this planet on a regular basis. It doesn't sound terribly exotic to me at this point, the idea that was set in motion in the 1960s by then a, a Swiss-German journalist named Eric von Daniken, and is now just part of the philosophy of what these other intelligences, or some of them at least, may be about. Well, I should point out also that, you know, some biologists say that the human species are uh, basically a domesticated animal, though they say that we domesticated ourselves, uh, but we have the, all the characteristics that we see with, uh, you know, say like cats, dogs, and, and other domesticated animals, that they still have that almost uh, uh, infant look about them. Their features are, are smooth, and humans are the same way. So at some time in the past, were we domesticated? Very possibly. Um, or not. Things could have evolved either way, and they would both make sense to me. Uh, there was a time for me, and I think as any of us explore in wider and wider circles, if we're compelled enough or interested enough about potential explanations for the whys and wherefores of visitations and other intelligences, um, this becomes one more door to pass through that, you know, at that moment that you first consider it is quite exotic and perhaps a little far-fetched, and then upon reflection, simply is one more thing that makes sense as a very real possibility. And we all, those of us who are involved in this work or have experiences, to one degree or another, I think have the potential to keep our minds open and uh, let go of one possibility for another one as dominant or... Um, you know, just do our best to be good students of the subject um, without being overwhelmed by its strangeness or exoticness or, you know, uh, the quality that keeps it separate from day-to-day -day other kinds of reality. When it comes to um, abduction phenomena, Peter, I mean, you know, you've been involved in that research for, for quite a while. I mean, is this... Is this something that is continuing today? Um, I I haven't heard a lot of stories 
recently uh, uh, along these lines. Not like you know it was, especially in the uh, uh, you know it was like the eighties and nineties. Uh, it, it, it's it's at least the media interest has tapered off a bit. Is it still an ongoing phenomenon? Oh yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And there are still individuals that are all over uh, the world who are doing their best to keep track or assist or facilitate some assistance when possible for people having these experiences. Yeah, it certainly hasn't gone away. Hmm. And are the same types of scenarios that we've seen in the past you know bedroom invasions the uh, uh, uh at times like false pregnancies and then the disappearance of these pregnancies yes uh, are these still occurring as well very much so really no change no change in the dynamics or the patterns hmm yeah, see, that's uh, uh, as as we talked about earlier. I mean, this this has been uh, something that has been ongoing for for a number of years. Who knows? Maybe even uh, uh, centuries. Right. And I know I know Gene has pointed this out before. Uh, I mean, you know, after a while, don't you think that they've they've gotten enough samples? <laughs> you know, and and uh, uh, can can just go on with their work now. Yeah, um, I I remember when uh, the the research around abduction being taken was still fairly in its infancy in the later seventies and early eighties. That it was often referred to as um, they were experimenting. Well, no, I I think on reflection. The word was completely inappropriate. There's a program in effect uh, that we can only guess about that is leading to something, I imagine, and that involves this need, desire to continue to, again, I don't think we, we should be looking at it as, well, gee, we've you know shaken this every possible way and everything's fallen out of the pockets and We've checked it six ways from Sunday, and we've learned everything. I don't think it's that as much as needing or desiring to monitor certain aspects of the same bioenergetic form, the same being, to note changes over time, to um, extract information of some sort. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, that if one wants to look at it as, you know, they've been doing this for so long, haven't they learn what they needed to learn, and why is it still going on? I, it's like asking, are they good or are they bad? It's mm-hmm. not the right question. Um, and it depends which ones we're talking about, I guess. So you think there's a possibility that we're not just dealing with one race of of whatever's that there could be, you know, like multiple um, things going on, so to speak. I've never thought that was a possibility, really. I've always assumed, even from the beginning, that if we weren't alone in the universe or in the dimensional world, um, that the novel idea that there was one other life form that had evolved to a point where it could visit us was kind of condescending to the odds of 
you know, our Milky Way galaxy having 100 billion suns and they having 100 billion planets and we're one galaxy out of 100 billion. Um, no, I, I think it's probably going on more than that. And the area of UFO-related intelligence that has had my attention to the greatest degree for all the years I've been involved have been that sliver that's represented by beings usually referred to as greys, which are either um, android, you know, part living life form and part technology, or some innate life form or some form created by a higher form of intelligence that is either doing the bidding of that higher form of, or of intelligence or have kind of a collective hive mind like bees or ants might all geared to producing you know a single series of results and all working together on that to the exclusion of anything else um, we're going to break but, here you sound to me like you're almost talking about the borg there peter robbins gene steinberg tim swartz lots more to go you're in the pentecost hey listeners i want you to have the entire paracast experience so i'd like to tell you about after the paracast after the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music ah this is mommy's jam <laughs> then surely you'll check nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat let's play it again 
Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So when you talked about possible artificial beings, then we talk about a hive mind, I said Borg. You know what I mean, Peter? I think so. You're referring to, uh, like, Forbidden Planet? I'm not talking about the monsters from the id in Forbidden Planet. I'm talking about a race of cyborgs that were featured in Star Trek Next Generation. I didn't follow the show, and I don't know. (laughs) No worries. But you get the general picture here. We're talking about a collective race of completely or partly artificial beings with a centralized goal, which may be a better way of running things because you don't have people to dispute you. Well, better for who? I'm not sure. But, yeah, it's one of a number of possibilities. There are colleagues, of course, who will tell you with great specificity what solar system and galaxy and planet this particular group is from, what their ships are powered on, how many years they've been coming here, why they're here, what they have to eat, and other details of their lives and existence that I have no way of verifying, and I usually don't take very seriously, because there's no way to establish empirically that it's true. It's like... Every once in a while, somebody will simply say there are, and then give a number, this many civilizations visiting Earth. And I think to myself, you know, you're really a horse's ass, or you're very naive, or you want so much to believe something that you accept a random number. And even if it's given to you by some well-known investigative writer or author or personality in the work, 
and they say they have a contact deep within the intelligence community, you believe them. And even if they do, how do we know or how can we even expect that that so-called contact has information that in itself is accurate or doctored or untrue or based on belief? It's like saying, once again, all aliens are good or all aliens are bad. It depends which ones we're talking about. And good or bad may be the wrong questions. They're involved in agendas to produce certain goals that may be in agreement with ours, may not. And I guess that's where we make the judgment call. Well, that's like, I mean, anytime someone says something like that to me, you know, there are 185 distinct species visiting the Earth right now. It's like, okay, what's your source? And have you vetted that source? And it usually doesn't go any further than, you know, who's your source? Well, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Daryl Sims told me one time that, you know, he wonders if the beings that, that we have seen associated with the UFO phenomena one of the the reasons that they look familiar, you know, humanoid or the reptilians or the uh, insect uh, people, is that is because that they are genetically manipulated life forms from even more unknown alien source that that we'll never see, and that you know they're manipulated because they can work in our environment. And I always thought, well, I mean, you know, you can't prove that one way or the other, but that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. In fact, the old British television show UFO, and I usually don't bring up pop culture, you know, uh, things on the show, but the uh, that show, uh, uh, Gary and Sylvia Anderson's uh, production, the yes. extraterrestrials were always shown as humanoid in, in suits. Uh, people, uh, investigators later found out that they actually contained uh, bits and pieces from uh, uh, kidnapped humans on Earth to keep them going, but then... Unfortunately, at the end of the season, and the show was never uh, uh, renewed, it was discovered that the true aliens have never been seen, and that these, you know, even the even the humanoid species were some kind of construct. If we think about, say, like H.G. Wells and the uh, War of the Worlds type of scenario, if the truly alien can't exist here, well, they're going to need something to do their work with. The thing that bothered me about War of the Worlds is, if you recall the movie and the story, they succumbed to our common cold after Mm -hmm. basically succeeding in their invasion. And Mm -hmm. my impression here is that they had to be galactically stupid because if you go to another planet, you are advanced enough to take over that planet. You have advanced weaponry. Wouldn't your physicians, so to speak, understand they have to check the flora and fauna of this planet, make sure there are no viruses to which they could succumb. That would be one of their earliest tasks. (laughs) It's fiction, and fiction writers sometimes (laughs) miss details or could care less about details, or that's one way to proceed for other people. No, let's just get the heck in here, or they did their tests and they missed, you know, it's off on a tangent. Well, of course, there might be politics involved, too, you know, 
You have to pay off the right people to finish your research, and you're anxious because you have a deadline. Get to Earth, take them over before whatever happens to us happens to us. I'm just making it all up as I go along. Sure. <laughs> well, that's the thing. In this field, one of the catch-22s is, unlike, say, the world of medicine or law, where there's something called in this country, the American Medical Society or uh, the Bar Association, where if you stray ethically, if you put forward false findings, if you treat a patient with, you know, a harebrained, um, non-working kind of cure, you can be censured, you can lose your career. There is no equivalent in the world of UFO studies. And I guess I'm keeping separate here if you're a member of the Mutual UFO Network and you take their investigators course, then you have a certain amount of training in investigation of this phenomena. Strictly within that organization, if you're caught forging data or something, well, you could be lose your official sanctioning to be an investigator or a member. Otherwise, it's prove me wrong. It's a field where in order to qualify as a ufologist, I think the protocol is a variation on touch your finger to your nose, turn around three times, and you are one. You can hang up your shingle and start to publish and interact with people on the Internet and put forward your theories. And who is anybody to say that you're wrong just because you're new on the block? As a result, there's so much nonsense out there and so much belief-driven data I see the expanding world of interest in the reality of truly anomalous UFOs and their implications for humanity as a kind of infotainment more and more where we have our roster of real scholars who, you know, work away year after year and do their best to help us acquire information that we can use in a, a positive way and a lot of personalities a lot of characters, a lot of players, a lot of people who um, I think their main goal is to be well-known. We're trying to be well-known as well. With Peter, Gene, and Tim, you're in <laughs> The Pedicast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA.
USA News Update. The CDC changing the guidelines. If you get COVID, you do not have to lock yourself away for five days, but you should stay at home and away from others until at least 24 hours after symptoms get better and you don't have a fever without medication. President Joe Biden said the U.S. is reaching out with help for the people of the Gaza Strip. He talked about what he called the tragic and alarming event in North Gaza, where more than 100 people died as they rushed food aid trucks and Israeli forces guarding those trucks opened fire. Michelle Traconis, who stood trial in connection with the disappearance of Jennifer Dulos, her living boyfriend's estranged wife, has been found guilty on all counts. Traconis's sentencing set for May 31st. Corey Myers, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com, GCNfood.com. Hi, this is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. But hasn't it always been thus, Peter, that there are people who get into the UFO field under the mistaken belief they'll become rich and famous? <laughs> I said fameless, not That's famous. One of because, our favorites, yes, exactly. Yes. Fameless, I like that term. More mythological than anything else in the world of UFO studies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are some people who have managed to uh, uh, get onto the uh, convention circuit and do fairly well for themselves by spitting the wildest tales. 
<laughs> that I have ever heard. Lots and lots of them. Lots of wild tales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact is, some of them are true. They sound like fiction um, for many of us, and we understand them. I was thinking, let's see, what was it? It was the um, old MUFONs and the secret space program that I think that uh, got a lot of people just uh, realizing just uh, uh, how far off to the side some of these conversations go. Now, you know, I mean, we, we speculate on this show quite a bit uh, on our subjects, but I don't think any of us have ever said, well, this is definitely how it is. You know, the little gray guys are from Alpha Centauri, yeah. and uh, they've been here for 500 years. No, no. But, like you said, there are so many people out there who are saying, hey, I know it. I have all of the answers to you. Come pay to listen to me speak. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, well, and it's it's because it's exciting. You know, it is. It's like you said, it's infotainment. Yes. And they're yeah. using UFOs as the hook. Yeah. We can understand that. I think it's also fed by the wonderful double-edged sword of the Internet, which is it's miraculous on a certain level and it's a great tool uh if if used in in the right way and it's also this giant spigot of crap of nonsense of ridiculous claims of specious stories laid out as fact also since the age of photoshopping i think a lot of people have become less rigorous about, you know, seeing an image or some bit of intriguing footage of what purports to be some kind of truly anomalous object in the sky, and because they want to believe. I meant to make that point earlier that the big mantra here is the words of the X-Files poster, I want to believe. And that drives, I think, many people to take their beliefs and either gently, maybe unconsciously work them into something they consider factual, as opposed to opinion. And if you get enough people to agree with your opinion, well, that feels pretty good. You've got, I must be onto something here, because a lot of people agree, even if it's just some wild dream I had. But hey, it's UFOs, it could be true. And they become a belief system, uh, almost like a religion in a way, which is not necessarily a good thing. It's a belief based on faith in your belief, as opposed to factual, empirical, provable knowledge, uh, or a database that can be taken more and more as a quality research tool based on all of the independent, unbiased contributions that go into building it. You made a good point there using the word religion, because there are a lot of people who view this phenomena, and especially the extraterrestrial hypothesis, part of it almost as a religion. It's a replacement for the, you know, the, the this standard spiritual-based religion. This is... The 21st century, started in the 20th century, but 21st century religion, this belief in 
extraterrestrial beings who are here to save us, who have taken on the roles of angels and gods. And I see that a lot uh, on the internet. That's yeah. it's, it's, it, it. It has really proliferated over the years. I mean, I suppose it's a. Is it natural for people to seek that? You know, not. I suppose it would be a spiritual basis, but now using extraterrestrials. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a great observation. Um, Carl Jung, who wrote about flying saucers in mm-hmm. a book called Flying Saucers, um, A Myth of Things Seen in the Sky, where being Carl Jung, he ultimately comes down on two sides and says in so many words, yes, these phenomena are a projection of our universal longing, our unfulfilled uh, desire to have a, you know a greater force than ourselves solve the problems that we can. It's a updating of God per se of a great intelligence in the universe that will uh, be our savior. And there's probably these machines out there, you know, from parts unknown that we call flying saucers. Um, but indeed, for a number of people, it has become the equivalent of a New Age religion. And let's also remember, um, although my work has kept me involved in casework, where individuals overall have not had positive experiences. Um, That's the area um, where I work, primarily. But let's not forget or in any way diminish the reality that there are many people who have what seem to be as legitimate and as real experiences that are positive, that are transformational in, in positive ways, and who um, see these intelligences as benign or beneficial. We're likely dealing with different intelligences here with different motivations or, you know, depending on how dark your sense of humor is, they're all you know, negative and working to corral us into some kind of situation uh, that they've just gotten better at doing their PR and, you know, enticing people into the program, so to say. Mm-hmm. I I think a lot of it also is simply we superimpose our values and our anxieties and our longings on our experiences. And if I am somebody who is more cautious and concerned and have never really considered this. I'm going to have, if I have a bedroom visitation, it's going to be traumatic to me. If I was brought up uh, open-minded, progressive, fearless, with a lot of imagination and be open to the strange, I might have a very different attitude when it's happening. That would inform what goes on you know, from that time on. Um, I know that um, there are, of course, a whole separate school of literature within the world of UFO writing by experiencers and abductees. And, you know, I'm sure you guys have read your share of those books as well. Um, One uh, experiencer, a friend of mine in um, Michigan, um, Bill Konkoletsky, who is head of um, Michigan MUFON, and a very uh, public 
person in terms of his experiences, has written several books. And one of the things that impresses me most about Bill's writing is that he relates experiences from childhood on, some of which have been shocking, traumatic, unnerving, others which have been just fine, fascinating, funny in places, and enriching. Hey, we've got more enrichment for you folks. Coming in our next segment with Peter Jean Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine. The same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. 
If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. If you look at the Paracast schedules from way, way back, and we do have a search tool and archives on our site at theparacast.com, Bill was a guest on the show kind of in the earliest days, 2006 or 2007. So perhaps we should have him back on. Great. Yes. I don't know at that point if he was talking so much about the experiences, but certainly talking about the UFO subject in general. I mean, I'm going to ask you this, and this gets to be more of the controversy. MUFON is a mixed bag for a lot of people. They look on, obviously, the positive value in getting the word out there, but maybe they're more interested in getting the word out than in investigating. Um, Maybe. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It is an organization. It happens to be the largest UFO organization in the world. That doesn't mean it has a million people in it. Um, And, yeah, one can praise its strengths and criticize what you see as its laxness or weakness in other areas. And, you know, uh, if you want to change it and join it and work uh, to make it the way... You want it more. (laughs) You do raise an interesting point there about organizations like that. Is that the best way to go? Because an organization like MUFON, you mentioned, of course, being possibly the number one organization in the world, and they've got a few thousand members. Out of, what, 8 billion people, we can only find a few thousand people to chase after the flying saucers, whereas we can have hundreds of thousands of people who want to read comic books. It's an organization. Um, people, Some people choose not to join organizations. Others do. There are many, many people, as we know, we've been them, um, who are independent in the way that they look to this subject. They network with colleagues, but they're not part of some formal group effort. And there's no right or no wrong, as far as I'm concerned or I can see. Everybody um, is different in this. If one becomes seriously interested in the general subject, then like any area of science or history studies, you know that it breaks down into ever so many specific areas of interest or areas of study. If you were studying medicine, for example, there'd be a hundred specialties you could go into. And it's no different in the world of UFO studies, um, maybe not as many, but 
the area of declassified documents or archival work or um, trace cases, analysis of organic material that have come in contact with UFOs or paranormal activity, um, or the accounts of witnesses or like that. Some people are terrific one-to-one and really uh, have the ability to make somebody who has been through a shattering or otherwise traumatic experience feel comfortable enough to relate their account. It's a great skill to be trusted as a good listener, a hugely important skill. And in that spirit, say, to record the account of somebody that you'd like on record because they had an extraordinary event happen to them or they witnessed something extraordinary. Other people are really not very good one-to-one with people, but they're terrific as researchers going through the minutiae of an archive or uh, a library or, you know, um, a personal filing cabinet or what have you, extracting material, pulling it together uh, good detective, so to say. And if you're serious about the work, whether you want to do it as a vocation or an avocation, you know, follow your heart. See what where your passions lie, where you can be of the most value, where you can do something that contributes to the larger picture uh, of, of the work in, in general. Do you think it would be of uh, a benefit uh, for the whole field of research of uh, uh, UFOs to develop some kind of degree program to actually, you know, uh, uh, put out, you know, uh, I don't know what a trained specialist or I, uh, I don't know. I mean, how you would how you would go by something like that? Because, like you said, you know, I mean, you know, if somebody can uh, touch their nose uh, twice and walk walk a straight line for a while, you know, they can uh, become UFO researchers. So, you know, what uh, what would be beneficial uh, to the whole field when it comes to uh, researching? Well, I think that's a great idea, and there are. A number of schools that have had courses, some of them full credit courses, on the history of the UFO phenomena, for example, in America, or uh, the cultural impact, you know, on Western culture, that kind of thing. Um, Dr. David Jacobs uh, taught such a class at Temple University, I think, for 18 years, a full credit course, and it was always full. Um whether it's a San Francisco School of Art, I'm forgetting, but they teach a credit course on um, 20th century history and UFOs. More and more schools do this, um, and there's no reason why, well, again, Dr. Jacobs' PhD was um, translated, well, transposed into his first book, which was... um, about UFOs and um, post-war history, um, the sociological implications, etc. People can actually go make, create for themselves a PhD program with that in mind. But yes, it seems like a natural extension, especially now that we seem to finally be through this age of ridicule and into 
know, it's not that it's completely disappeared. But, um, yeah, uh, no reason why uh, reputable schools could not establish areas of study. And, um, you know, with one set professor bringing in guest uh, speakers, create a degree program. I think it's a great idea. I think that uh, I think it would be beneficial if you had people who were experienced as journalists to be able to collect the evidence and, and, and vet the information as, as best as possible. And then people who were um, scientists who would be willing to st- study the phenomena on that scale and not worry about being mocked or having grant money taken away from them uh, because they uh, dared broach the subject of UFOs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was thinking about um, the late John Mack and, you know, heaven forbid that he would have an interest in the subject and actually go about his research in a very scholarly way and to have his accreditation almost pulled. Yep, no question. Uh, He was the very first professor at Harvard to have that threat held over his head since um, Dr. Timothy Leary lost his um, credentials to Uh, teach at Harvard with his involvement um, in LSD back in the 60s. And in fact, um, John had to appear before a board representing um, the institution with an attorney. And thankfully, it was uh, Daniel Sheehan, who's a wonderful attorney and certainly um, a specialist in terms of his knowledge of this subject. And uh, uh, John returned to Harvard with his head held high and fully recognized, um, you know, as a scholar in a very real area of study, uh, but not without, I'm sure, some serious legal bill. Well, and still, if you go and um, read pieces written now uh, about him and his life, a lot of them are very uh, um, um, deriding of him. For his his research, that you know, I mean, here here is this really smart guy, and he went and and lowered himself for this screwy UFO stuff. Oh, I guess I think there are at least as many accolades and recognition of his uh, brilliance and courage as a clinician to um, interest. So many people who would not have been interested if it had not been somebody of his professional caliber and accomplishments willing to put their name professionally and their reputation on the line. We have got so much more to talk about in the final few segments with Peter Robbins, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? 
If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You mentioned John Mack. It looks like Ralph Blumenthal wrote a book about him. He was mentioning it when he was on our show. Mm-hmm. And a very good biography it is. Um, for me, I, I'm lucky enough to number Ralph as a good friend and um, John very much the same. And it was my, I think, my only experience in my life of reading a major biography published by a major reputable publisher, you know, of whatever it is, 400, 500 pages of somebody who I knew and considered a friend. And in the course of reading it, not surprisingly, you learn how much you didn't know about this person that you knew, in quotes, and you had spent time with socially. Um, John had been kind enough to invite me to speak at Harvard. And uh, Harvard very definitely disagreed with him on that decision, uh, which he laughed off and brought me up to speak at um Cambridge Hospital, where he had co-founded the psychiatric wing. So um, he knew this was real. And thankfully, because he was such a respected psychiatrist, he was able to do things to uh, help us expand the base, so to say, of research that no one else could have done but included. Uh, For example, um, for all of the people that approached him, with experiences, he would run us a standard psychological battery of tests and established as a mental health professional, 
beyond any reasonable doubt, completely uh, established figures, that there's absolutely no difference in terms of the ratio of dysfunctional people who claim to have had UFO-related experiences to those who have not. No difference in the percentage of people struggling with any number of mental conditions or alcoholism or uh, OCD or what have you, that they're just like everybody else from every possible background imaginable, and they have had these other kinds of experiences. Do you think there's uh, um, anyone out there now who's uh, continuing in this kind of caliber work that uh, uh, John Mack started out? Yeah, um, I don't think they have the name recognition necessarily, uh, but I think the work is continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, this past Monday, for example, I had uh, as guests on my weekly radio show, uh, Meanwhile Here on Earth, um, Kathleen Martin, Denise Stoner, um, uh, was going to be having Yvonne Smith on and somebody who was working with her. They were not able to join us at the last minute, so Deb Jordan Cabell came on. And um, all of these women have been working professionally, you know, to be there for other people. And Denise and Kathy uh, have worked in tandem uh, on and off for years. Uh, They don't live that far away from each other in Florida. Uh, They have co-authored a terrific book together, The Alien Abduction Files, Um, and both continue to work with individuals, um, develop databases, publish their findings. um, But I guess also it's still a man's world, and women in ufology, like other areas uh, in our crazy culture, usually have to work twice as hard for half the recognition. but there are people out there, I just don't think they have the um, the visibility or, uh, you know, the work is continuing now. That was kind of more a golden age, if you want to see that term, as uh, defining when the field, per se, was more exotic or uh, more highly romanticized. Well, you mentioned Denise and Kathleen. We've had them both on the PowerCast. I've known Kathleen for a number of years. In fact, she has a new book out, and very conceivably she'll be back on the show in the very near future. Yeah, I know this, of course, more of an emphasis in our last discussion with her on her personal experiences with phenomena. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder that kind of expands from what she did before. Before she was mostly focusing on dealing with other people who have experiences. Now it's become more and more personal. Mm, yes and no. Um, on Monday, she's certainly focused on a lot of casework as well as things that had happened to her. Um, it's hard to make a generalization like that. For me, anyway. So when you have people reporting experiences, meeting so-called higher beings or greys or anything else, are they all meeting the same thing or what? Uh, Well, there continue to be 
from my point of view, strong similarities in people's accounts. Uh, there don't seem to be new orders issued <laughs> uh, to the other intelligences to behave in a different way. Bedroom visitations um, are often accompanied by um, telepathic communications, voices in one's head that are very clear, uh, often word for word, um, from individual to individual, sometimes with very slight changes of what they are hearing. And they, in turn, as these many accounts underscore, think back um, their responses, uh, always in whatever your language is, and it seems to be something that is a technology or an ability that has long been uh, one that these beings have mastered. Um, there, from where I sit and listening to colleagues uh, like Kathleen and Denise on Monday, um, I don't see new scenarios set in motion. I see um, whatever is going on continues to go on. And we dutifully note it, um, add it to databases, and once again, either wonder what it's all about or decide that we know what it's all about and take our belief and turn it into our version of uh, a fact, even if it's not one. So how do we determine what the facts are. How do we determine whether some of these experiences are internal, where it happens to them individually, or there is an external force involved, or some combination of both? Well, I'm not a scientist or a mental health professional, so I'm not exactly sure how to answer that. Obviously, certain experiences leave evidence, actual physical evidence. Other ones are witnessed by one or more people. Other ones involve a phenomena, let's say something is happening to you in your house, and the next day, you know, the police uh, have gotten reports from 10 people in the neighborhood of a bright light hanging in the sky over your house, um, or some physiological condition becomes uh, apparent in tandem with a memory of a, a non-standard human experience, or you have had a mark or marks left on your body. The best we can do is the best we can do with our available human tools of research, of uh, deductive reasoning, common sense, of uh, measurable changes where the technology and the opportunity to measure something per se is available. And I guess, you know, coupled with batteries of standard psychological testing. Hey, we've got some more things to test here and we'll be back with Peter Robbins for three more segments with Gene and Tim. You're in the Pentecost. <laughs> Yeah. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. 
I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Peter Robbins joining us after seven years. He's been a busy bee through that. What are your plans going forward, Peter, in terms of trying to spread the word or get more research going? No major changes in that area either. I speak at conferences, depending on the year, uh, a number of times a year. I do my own weekly radio show, which has two general mandates. One is panel discussions, often around this subject, but not always. The other is having individual guests or pairs of guests, usually people who are respected in the field of UFOs and paranormal studies, and to ask the same question, which is, how did you become the person you became? What challenges did you have to overcome? What breaks did you have? What compulsions did you follow? What obsessions, you know, set this direction in your life? And then talk more about uh, the work that they're doing in that area. Uh, You can catch those shows live on KUNX Digital Broadcasting, Monday nights from 7 to 9. There are, I'm sure, about 300 hours of my audio shows uh, when I was with KGRA, available on almost every platform imaginable. Same name of the show, Meanwhile, Here on Earth. I keep up a fairly major presence on Facebook. People can reach me through my email address, which is P-R-O-B-B-I-N-S-N-Y at yahoo.com. And I appear on shows like yours as a guest, as you guys sometimes do on other people's shows, depending on the month, a few times a month or a week like this, a few times a week. It keeps yourself busy, definitely. Definitely (laughs) keeps us busy. Let's go into more of this disclosure thing we talked about before, about possible scenarios. But is that going to be realistic? I mean, they've been talking disclosure since the days of Donald Kehoe. And it never seems to really happen. It's always the hopes. The hopes increased after the Michigan sightings that had congressional hearings back in the 60s. We all remember swamp gas. And Dr. Heineck, I guess, kind of lived it down years later. Now we've got what we've got with the Pentagon AARO program. We had the first head of that program, Dr. Kirkpatrick, leaving and saying strange things. And this is something to point out. So, for example, he repeats the mantra, there is no evidence that UFOs or UAPs have an off-world origin, but then he mentions some stuff about interdimensional stuff. So I don't know where that goes. But with Mm -hmm. a program like that, what worries me is it's gone through several generations already. Different names, different leadership. How can you get answers if you're not consistent in how it's set up? Good question. Again, things are in flux. They have been for the past few years. Up until 2017, it was perfectly schizophrenic. We being officialdom, 
the world of the intelligence communities in the United States government and our military establishment played this essential game of, nope, folks, we keep looking at it, but it's all kind of explainable in other terms. Even if they're really exotic other terms, you know, we all understand why you feel they might be from Mars or outer space, but nope. And now it's, well, we're dealing with something. We all agree that we've been lied to and essentially still running around like chickens with our heads part on trying to figure how we get officialdom to acknowledge or release information that we're sensing more and more is true. But I guess the recalcitrance, that habit that is so deeply ingrained in in the Western intelligence model of we can't give it up. We'd like to, but we can't. If we do, it's going to be so embarrassing. It's going to be so awkward. America is where it all started. The cover-up started, the birth of the modern national security state, and where it all still is percolating away with this huge lie in the middle of it. It's very difficult if disclosure does happen in that way that some feel it will, with an ultimate announcement from a world leader or world leaders that we're not alone and take it from there, that will satisfy one model for how this thing will transform. I think it may just continue on as an organic process that at a certain point, it hits a tipping point and things change because of the tipping point and the balance and the level of interest in the general population. I I don't think that answered your question, but we are at a point where things are genuinely changing, where there is a push from some people that can make changes happen to know the truth. And there's probably an equal push from people who have been moving the chess pieces around the chessboard and controlling this information, whose names we don't know, who we don't elect, who... This is what they do. If you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. If you're a secret keeper, you don't want to let go of any of those secrets. And at the least, see, if the president ever has to announce this, doesn't matter who's president, get out there, my fellow Americans, it's my solemn duty, blah, blah, blah. Implied in that announcement is, oh, by the way, every single one of my colleagues, that is every single American president, whatever their party, whatever their political beliefs, going back to Harry Truman this is awkward, is an unindicted co-conspirator in the greatest cover-up in human history. And, you know, it really doesn't matter in a way that I'm a Democrat or a Republican. We're ex-presidents. We stick together. And I can't rat on those guys, so I'm just going to continue to keep quiet and hope it doesn't blow up in my administration and let the next guy or gal handle it. Okay, so you're assuming here that the various presidents of the United States, past Truman, past Eisenhower really know a good deal about the secret, and they've all conspired to keep it a secret. I'm not assuming that at all. I'm assuming that they know what the secret keepers wanted them to know, and that that was enough to make them realize, hmm, how far do I want to push on this? And let's remember, up until 2017, you would be seen as an outsider and a renegade and a potentially crazy person yourself by people within government, if you as the president expressed a desire to release information around 
this crazy subject. So no, I'm not assuming that. I can only imagine some, well, let's face it, some people are simply a lot more curious than other people. It's people who are incurious who really concern me the most in positions of power. You should want to know about the world around you. And I remember, well, I'm not even going to go into it because it would just go off on a political tangent here, but some of it may depend on the character of the individual or how I can play this if I need to. Otherwise, this is all kind of creepy to me. And I just hope that it stays quiet while I'm president and I can devote myself to other things because, frankly, I still don't know how to come at this. Remembering, of course, that President Carter and um, Jerry Ford. We've got Peter, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Tehibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. USA News Update. Amid escalating humanitarian concerns in Gaza, the U.S. set to initiate airdrops of aid into the region. John Kirby, spokesperson for the National Security Council, confirmed that the airdrops will start in the coming days. The CDC has updated its COVID guidelines. You no longer need to isolate for five days. The new guidance covers COVID and other respiratory infections. People with COVID can resume normal daily activities if they have been fever-free for 24 hours without medication or if their symptoms have been improving. Closing arguments have concluded in the Georgia hearing regarding whether Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis should be removed from Donald Trump's election interference. Case the judge anticipates giving a decision within the next two weeks. Corey Myers, USA News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation 
reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We've got Peter Robbins joining us for two more segments. Peter, you started out about presidential discussions. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I... All right. Getting back to our discussion here, presidents. I've sometimes had the impression, which is another piece of speculation, which may mean nothing, folks, that presidents also being temporary occupants, not always being shall we say, careful about what they say for political reasons, are not told what might be going on unless they have the need to know, and most don't. What do you think? I think that's a great observation. I'm guessing, and that's all I can do, is that the forces that be, in terms of the ones who control this classified information, um, size up each new occupant of the office And whether or not they like that person or they don't like them, whether they feel they're a team player and can be trusted, whether or not they have the respect of the military and the intelligence community, that they then decide what that individual should or shouldn't know, with the exception of Truman and I think to a great degree Eisenhower, both of whom were probably as fully briefed as any presidents have been. Um, We can only make educated guesses about what any given president following Eisenhower knew or didn't know. An example would be probably officially Kennedy was not told that much because he had uh, uh, erred in the uh, opinion of the intelligence community by not, you know, making a full scale grand slam out of Cuba when the Bay of Pigs went south. And he probably had ways of learning what he needed to know or wanted to know otherwise. Um, We know Reagan had an abiding interest in the subject and that he was someone that the military intelligence community was comfortable with. 
Um, Carter, just the opposite. Clinton had a desire to know, and he was stymied in that. Um, again, I think that information is tailored. Uh, as you say, it's a temporary occupant. Up until the past few years, the secret keepers, I think, felt that they were entitled to hold on to all that information on their own. Now things are changing, but they're still doing their best to control the flow or the lack of flow of information as much as possible. That's my guess anyway. Don't want to get into politics too much, but going back to the 2016 campaign for president. So on some late night shows, especially Hillary Clinton says that she wants to know more about what's going on with UAPs. That she's kept up with it and wants to know more. And you think then that Donald Trump would be saying, look at the crazy Hillary out there. Crooked Hillary wants to chase flying saucers. Ha, ha, ha. He said nothing. That surprised me because it seems like anything else she did, if she breathed too hard or she once had a flu, she's a loser. Mm -hmm. But he said nothing. Yeah, I I think that's a reflection of two things, purely a guess. Number one, that he was advised, at the least, that that was no longer a viable, well, in 2016 it might have been. This was still before the the major articles uh, changed the the climate a bit. Um, What concerns me more especially if he's returned to the presidency, is he is a very incurious person. And I don't have the information before me, but I remember at one point he was asked in some public forum about UFOs, and he just let it go. He either joked it off or went on to another question. It didn't interest him. And I think we need a president who should be interested in this subject. Um, and there is no question, um, lover or hater, uh, Hillary and Bill um, were genuinely interested in this subject. And I know for a fact, met with Lawrence Rockefeller at least once, probably more, and at least one time as his upstate uh, New York estate, particularly around this matter. Um At the same time, had she been elected, would we then have the information we don't have now? I don't think so. um, Hillary Clinton is a politician and, you know, played the game like men do and eliciting some potential interest to increase part of the voter base and then not coming through with it. It happens all the time. Well, certainly I would see if there is an ongoing conspiracy, they'd want to really control the message. But the question I would have here is, we go back to this intelligence interest back to 1947, maybe before. Decade after decade, generation after generation, they still keep up the secrecy. How do you do that? I mean, so many secrets leak, like sieves all around the world, but UFOs is not so. At least if they do leak, we never can confirm what they mean. Yeah. Um, Well, the fact is that like a self-sealing tire, um, over the decades, 
that major pieces of information did come out, and often they weren't leaked. It might have been a uh, a very righteous report or document that was absolutely guilt-edged, very real, classified secret at one time, and then, say, over the period of 12 years, quietly declassified, then returned to uh, put in the National Archive, where it was then discovered, and when published, should have changed the world. It was like, oh my God, look at this document, look what they were saying in this year. But we either ignore it, we being the media or population at large, or uh, certainly the government, um, or belittle it or immediately kind of turn it into a form of entertainment. Um, to a degree, one can argue that if you're interested in the subject of UFOs now, as opposed to, say, 10 years ago when the climate was somewhat different, Given the endless amount, just for starters, of information and alleged information that you can just go to the Internet right now and bring up, you know, hundreds of thousands of hits of allegations of images of footage of reports of claims that were on overload with this information. And that's another way to and keep things from moving ahead in a lively way. Just keep the crap coming at people mixed in with the truth and um, hope that it just takes them extra time to sort it out. And in that time, yet one more year passes where you don't have to come forward with the truth. Who knows? Maybe they ultimately will force our hand in some way or that it will come with an official kind of disclosure or that one morning we may wake up and find that, you know, there's some amazing news report of some huge WikiLeaks type thing or the Pentagon Papers or uh, an amazing battery of authentic photographs of structures on the moon that changes the dialogue. Okay, you raised it. Structures on the moon or on Mars or somewhere. Do you follow that phenomena? Any reality to it? I have on and off since the late 70s, and I'll be specific about that because you'd remember some of these folks, Gene. Um, Pete Mazzola, who was one of my first mentors, a brilliant guy who, if he hadn't died so young, I think would have gone on to be one of the major voices in UFO studies in the world. He's a tough, no-nonsense New York City police detective and had... Uh, developed an organization, primarily of police officers around the country, although a lot of us civilians as well, called the Scientific Bureau of Investigation. Before we talk about the Scientific Bureau of Investigation, one more segment with Peter Robbins. Gene, Tim, you're in. The Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. 
With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. So, Peter, tell me more about this Scientific Bureau of Investigation. 
Well, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but at its height, it had about 800 members, the great majority of them police officers around the United States. And Pete, who died of complications from a, a terrible accident, a brain tumor that wasn't discovered as a result of it by the age of early 40s, I think it was he or Coleman von Kavetsky who introduced me to Antonio Huneus, my first contemporary UFO research buddy, so to say, back in the late 70s. My point being that back then, NASA had a catalog. It was a paper catalog where you could order one of several thousand glossy prints, all first generation from the Hasselblad technology they were using around the moon, for a dollar each. And they would send you these old-fashioned 8 by 10 very sharp photographs. And I think we bought about 10 together. I grew up with a jeweler's loop, a 10-power loop as a toy, basically. My dad was a jeweler. And other guys, we would trade the pictures and go over the micrometer by chronometer. And we were finding things on the surface that went well beyond a natural object or a fractal that looks like a human shape or, you know, uh, the equivalent of finding a cloud that's shaped like a lamb. That catalog went was withdrawn within a year or so. It, it simply disappeared. But there have been credible pictures that come back from Mars and the surface of the moon that do seem to convince many of us that there are structures that are not natural, that they made or we made or somebody made, and whether or not they're fairly contemporary or a quarter of a million years old is anybody's guess. But I think, despite how it sounds, there's a very real argument to be made for this reality in places where we're not comfortable acknowledging such things should be. I always wonder here, even if the conditions on one of those planets or the moon aren't adequate for life as we know it, they can create artificial structures, kind of like they did on Mars in the film Total Recall, the 1990 version with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They had artificial atmosphere. They didn't mention gravity at all. You didn't see Schwarzenegger running around because the gravity was so much less like John Carter did, but... The point being here is it's always possible we could be visited. They could set up a base there and they just simply produce conditions in artificial environments to suit their individuality. Correct. And one more thing where we're just totally speculating. If there are artifacts on the surface of the moon, Mars, other locations, um, we can only guess who built them and when and what the backstories are. I do take them seriously, though. Tim? Well, I've seen uh, some photographs where it's uh, obvious that certain areas on the moon have been grayed out, blurred out, and some of the older ones, some very clumsy <laughs> cutout yeah, uh, for maybe other parts of the moon, you know, uh, sutured before Photoshop, but sutured in, yeah. you know, over these areas. Uh, yeah, it makes you wonder, you know, okay, what are they hiding and why? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, it would be, I mean, if you're dealing with 
naturally, um, extraterrestrial visitors. The moon would be a, a, a perfect place to uh, operate out of. Sounds like it to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, places on Earth as well. I mean, with with the whole new uh, interest in UFOs, it's pleased me to see that there has been some uh, renewed discussion about USOs, underwater <laughs> or unknown submersible objects, something along those lines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and interest where it's getting decent press coverage as well. And yes, it always, and that always makes me happy. <laughs> I think with good cause. There is a history of underwater, submerged, incredibly fast-moving objects that are not natural, that have been logged in in our technological age, but also uh, seem to go back hundreds of years plus uh, in terms of mariners' observations of strange things you know seen in the sea. And if, indeed, some of these craft, you know, traverse however unbelievable distances they do and have the technology and their aerodynamics to make these journeys or, you know, if they're more localized for our planet use rather than from transportation from Alpha Centauri or wherever, that they're probably waterproof and can be operated below the surface of water as well as above. Uh, It doesn't sound like that's, if you've solved the other technological problems, that sounds like one that can be mastered as well. More that if you're going to have a presence here and you don't want to be bothered by human beings any more than you're going to be, then perhaps some of your locations, you know, we talk about window areas and underground bases and all open to, um, you know, real thought. But the same for situations underwater as well. No reason to think that that's a fantasy just because it sounds a little quirky to uh, somebody who hasn't studied it. Well, I'll have to throw this in really quick, but uh, you pointed out that if you wanted to operate unseen or at least not noticed as much, you know, you'd go work underwater. That being the case, when it comes to the UFO phenomena, why are they flying around uh, with all their lights turned on? (laughs) I always always wondered about that. If, you know, if if you are uh, an extraterrestrial and you're trying to uh, move about unseen, you know, why do you have all your headlights turned on? Well, I don't think necessarily you are trying to move about unseen. But somewhere in the middle of being known to certain people, but not with every bell and whistle imaginable. Again, we're trying to make guesses at why they do what they do, which is just that. And we can spin our wheels forever on those kinds of things. Well, and making guesses based on human thought. That's all we got. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is true, though. I mean, we do tend to anthropomorphize, you know, the phenomena. You know, like I said, you know, what else, you know, what else are we going to use? But, you know, part of the mysteries is that we're probably dealing with something that doesn't think quite like we do or at all. Hey, Peter yes. Robbins, tell our listeners, if they want to know more about the things you do and what you're working on, where can they check you out? You can follow me on Facebook right now. 
My website is hopelessly under reconstruction, or join me every week. And meanwhile, here on Earth, on KUNX Digital Broadcasting, Monday evening, 7 to 9 Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully under reconstruction. (laughs) Isn't it true that websites always take 10 times longer than you expect? Mine does. (laughs) Well, let me know later on privately, and maybe we could help you a little bit with that. Because I understand about websites never being developed. Even when they go live, they're never quite developed. You can find us, by the way, on Facebook, on X, or Twitter, or Z, whatever they're going to call it next week. And Threads, look for the Paracast on all those places, okay? And we're happy to have you interact. Also, our forums at theparacast.com slash forum. You can also get branded merchandise for the show from the store, the store. Four different logos to choose from. Pick the ones you like or get all of them. We prefer that. We offer a streaming service called the Paracast Plus. Visit the Paracast.plus for more information. You can get this show without any of the network ads in better quality audio. We also offer the exclusive After the Paracast podcast where we have really, really unusual discussions. You never know what's going to happen next, and we don't either. We are offering the lowest subscription rates ever. Make a note of that. The Paracast.plus. The Paracast.plus. Peter Robbins, welcome back. Thank you for joining us on The Paracast. It was my pleasure, guys. Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>